0: Welcome to Tea with Culture with Hin Mizena and Wa Al-Hattar. And today we've got a guest uh, who's flown in for the film festival, a cinephile and a film Twitter friend uh, who goes by the name of Barry Freed NYC. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. So it's the last day of the festival, 16th of December, and this is a wrap-up of uh, day seven and eight. Um, well, do you want to start?
1: Uh, yes, we've we, there's a lot of films, so we ended up actually seeing a few by ourselves and a few together. Um, so I'll we'll go through the first ones quickly. I saw Victoria. That was the, the famed one shot film. It was high impact with a little bit of bits in the end in the middle to keep us relaxed, but it was shot beautifully and done amazingly. And I think something to catch. It's probably going to be uh, online, uh, and all the, um, the downloadable iTunes and things and other stuff, so you can definitely catch it when you when you do.
0: All right. And I watched uh, Recollection, which is, I think, under kind of experimental art film type thing uh, by uh, the filmmaker is, um, oh, it, it's, sorry, his name is Kamala Jafari. I was attracted to it because it said it was, like, it's, uh, the whole film is made of old found footage. So I'm a sucker for found footage. But I just did not like it at all because they kind of, it went on and on. And the visuals, fine. It's nice to see old pictures that, and those photos and videos. But I just, uh, it was tedious. It didn't. That's a shame. it didn't need to be 70 minutes but then the end credit was probably the highlight because the end credit kind of explains each image that went through the 70 oh, minutes that. so you know this is the <laughs> house that so and so lived. this is where I first you know fell in love and this was the neighbor and so the whole story was in the end credits and I'm like
1: that was a twist ending then that
0: was a twist <laughs> ending
1: um, one with a little bit of a twist ending the childhood of a leader that actually was a um, kind of slow creepy old school style of film it's definitely one of my kind of my top five
0: and then another one I saw blind sun uh, which was under the Arabian Nights section and uh, um, I know I again I was drawn to the story because it's about it talks about kind of you know uh, migrants in Europe and it's set in Greece and uh, and, you know, the, before when the film was introduced, you know, we were, we were told, you know, there's a lot of symbolism in this film and, and, you know, just giving it this kind of heavy weight to it and I was just not enjoying it. And then during the Q&A, she said, you know, this originally started off as a science fiction film and I think, and she started making this in 2013 and I think, since then, like you know, references to migrants in Europe and the uh, scenes of the ocean, and I think we just have so different
1: bandwagon jumping on happening. I
0: don't know, not at all. I don't think so at all. I, I think, um, I think we might now just perceive certain images because of you know, events over the past year. You know, so refugees in the ocean means they're gonna die, where she says, you know, the, the scenes where someone's swimming out is, you know, a, a, it's is positive and escaping, but, like, we just associated it with really <laughs> negative things. And it could be anyone. Anyway, it didn't have to be a Middle Eastern refuge, immigrant, but it was, you know, the name was Middle Eastern. He's in Greece and how people were treating him well. But then there were all these kind of – he's imagining things. So I think it's the demons, fighting uh, demons and So it could have been, so been Chinese or,
1: or African origin or it, something rather than it, Arab.
0: Yeah, I mean, because the name was definitely Arab, so you know maybe if there was no name and just left it kind of without that, because you know it, the, it was about you know did he have official papers to be there or not? But yeah, I mean, I did not. Um, I wanted to like it, but I didn't. I didn't okay. enjoy it.
1: Fair enough. Something something that I didn't expect to like, but I was what I did actually appreciate is let them come, the Algerian film, because I'm, like I said, and when we wrote it out, I'm not into the the 80s Islamic sort of political situation that in Algeria and all the films that came out of. Of it but this one was kind of based around a a basic uh story of a man and his wife and and the happenings but it was done beautifully um and also kind of logically without the extra melodrama of, of the news so so it did carry the story well and have a proper impact and when you and, and and for me it's the movies where you watch them and you're angry or happy that's kind of what what happens mm-hmm. and happens well
0: all right, another one I saw. Home Care uh, was the first uh, full feature film by director Slavik Ho- Horodrak, I think is his name. He's previously worked on commercials, and uh, this was his first film. It's getting lots of positive uh, feedback and reviews, and it's a really personal film. It was filmed in his family's home. The characters are based on his parents, and the main lead is this woman, you know, who's this home care nurse, but then she ends up being sick, and uh, and just how she's dealing with that. And uh, it was really a really touching film. Shot. Beautifully, I mean, fantastic-looking so like
1: film or a sad one?
0: Uh, it flows, and it was, you know, discussed like a, t- you know, typical Czech stories combines the happy mm-hmm. and sadness, and you know, uh, even if something's tragic, they try to look at, you know, not necessarily say the fun side, but it, it, it there was definitely you, through these journeys, it wasn't just happy and then sad, or okay. sad and then happy. There was a mix, and it was, yeah, beautifully done great great acting in it and yeah fantastic first film I think
1: right. uh, actually my, oh, the yeah. last film I saw Macadam, Macadam stories was although I thought it was going to be a little bit more sad because it's about the loneliness mm. and isolation you have in cities but it ended up being a very positive kind of a little bit kind of chirpy kind of film and it ended the whole g- melodramatic film festival at a was it life
0: affirming uh, kind <laughs> of Yeah, especially
1: after all the deaths we saw in the rest all of right. the film yeah. we could talk about those later on but yeah it was it was it was good, relevantly cute as well.
0: Mm. Okay, one we saw together. Mm. Was as the our, only
1: one we saw together.
0: No, well, I mean, you mean the past two days? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, As I Open My Eyes, another, I think, first full feature for the uh, film uh, director, Leila Bouzid. I'm not familiar with her previous... Like, if she's worked on shorts or not. But again, I think a solid first film. Yes. You know, well-acted, well-made, well-directed, you know, well-edited. And, I mean, the lead uh, character in it, she's the lead singer in a a band. And and the director said, like, all the music was made during filming. Like, the, the musicians all got together for the film. Like, so it wasn't a band that existed before... And so I was really intrigued by that, and I thought the music was great. And it sat in Tunisia in 2010, mm-hmm. so leading, you know, the tension that's happening in the city but told through the life experience of this young girl yeah. and uh, Yeah, funnily
1: enough the, the this kind of pre-war rev- music revolution was was spotlighted on at Inyala Underground yes. And uh, yeah. But I, I, would, I might have to say that some of the music in this one was a lot better and a lot more revolutionary than there. I
0: agree, yeah I mean, some of the songs the lyrics were just so rich and mm. great and yeah, no a, a really good film just told through, a, through this you know, independent woman and just how she's treated and, you know the usual all you're a feminist it means, you know yeah. how men
1: And I think director won something at the Moore Awards.
0: Oh, I don't know. I need to look up the Moore Awards. We can talk about that in our wrap-up wrap, wrap up episode.
1: Yeah, and, and you saw Mustang as well, yes, right? Yes,
0: I watched that. Uh, I watched Mustang with our fellow guest, uh, Barry Freed, NYC. I thought it was a great film. What did you think?
2: I thought it was a wonderful film that just immediately um, was captivating from the very start. Uh, it, it, great story. The actresses, uh, everyone in it was fantastic, but especially the, the, the um, actresses who played the five sisters. Um, it was really well written, well edited, fantastic pacing, music, and just, just a wonderful, human, alive, engaging story. It was just, see this film. It's a great film.
0: It it is. I mean, the sisters in it were were great. And just the, you know, the siblings. So it was sibling power and girl power and set in this small village in Turkey and how you know, patriarchy takes play and, uh, you know, the villages and the neighbours and, you know, are girls behaving proper or not and how they're dealing with that.
1: That's good because when when it, won, when it got all the hype in France, I thought it was going to be pandering to the Western audience's look of the kind of the ha- Islamic world. I think there
0: has been that and I think maybe, I think when it was shown in Turkey, there was, I think I read somewhere like, oh, this was an Orientalist film. I didn't see that at all, to be honest mm. with you. And uh, I just think it's a great film and um, you know, could be seen as a fairy tale as well, right? Like, I don't know. It's definitely worth seeing. It's just beautifully, beautifully filmed. It, it, was,
2: it was definitely a surprise hit. Yeah. I, I didn't expect to be just so taken with it. Yeah. Really great storytelling. So look really, out. really solid filmmaking overall. Yeah. I mean, a standout.
0: And another one we both watched
2: was an Iranian film by a first-time director called uh, The Man Who Became a Horse. It's based on a of play, uh, Grief. And uh, just, an, I thought, just an amazing film, for especially for a first-time director.
0: Who hasn't even, like, learned, like, he's never worked on film. Was just, he was, taught he was himself, self Apparently self-taught.
2: he was self-taught.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, the film is, it, it, it's very heavy, as I, based on a Chekhov uh, play <laughs> it would be. Uh, the acting was somewhat uh, ponderous and Bergman-esque. And, but that's not uh, to detract from it. I, I have to say what was standout for me about that film was just the visuals. Mm. Every shot was well composed. Um, and in particular, the textures of the film mm. I mean mm. the sides of a building or the interior or the plaster work or or the gravel on a, a, a railroad bed or grass or rain rain just this constant mm. rain or the surface of the ocean and I could go on every single shot had texture to it like in like in very few like no other film i 've seen recently, just just beautiful to look at and and and, and just uh, just a really great. A great film. Yeah. Was the cinematographer, did he, was there a and a for this?
0: There was, but with the producer. So the director was busy working on another film, and uh, and the director said, you know, like, please be patient with this film. I mean, there were a lot of walkouts at, at uh, Man Who Became a Horse. I mean, a lot
1: of walkouts at everything, except for 3,000 nights, but we'll get to that one.
0: Well, no, this was definitely, I think, even more than Cemetery of Splendor. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's very intense viewing, So, and it was a late screening, and I think maybe, you know, not the perfect film to see late night. But yeah, I mean, I agree with everything uh, was said about it. I mean, I, the color palette in it as okay. well was quite rich. So no, it's very different. And I know, definitely one I recommend.
1: Well, I guess in terms of, of heaviness, I saw one today as well um, with Barry and it was Land of Mine. And this is this is one kind of based on after World War II with these uh, young kids, young boys, prisoners of war, and them get to, to work on the mines. Uh, and, and that in itself... Uh, it's a simple film small cast great location uh but the way the director handled it, the cinematographer uh shot it, it it was just really 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 raw and very very powerful and it's not specific to uh the danes or uh, or the the germans but can be seen globally right
2: sure it was a category of war film i guess or anti-war film um And it was a little-known story that that a lot of people don't know about and of uh, this group of German POWs who were forced to clear mines that, well, to be fair, that their own troops had laid in Denmark on the beaches. And in anticipation of the invasion occurring there. Yeah, but then again, and you, had, you have these kids there. And, and yet, at the same time, they're the, the, these prisoners of war, they're not these battle-hardened men who may have committed atrocities. They're kids. They look like 15-, 16-year-old kids who were just way out of their element and just want to go home and, and cry out for their mommy when they're hurt or, or you know, tired and scared, and um, it was a very moving film, it was a, a really good story, it was very well acted, and, and, and
1: it, it was a good solid film. Yeah, I mean, that's why I guess it goes back to the whole global aspect of it, because war is universal, and and the people who lose are the people rather than the, 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 the actual ones involved in, in the, war-ness of, the war of it all. Versus 3,000 Nights, which is uh, kind of based, again, in the, in the 80s, another the semi-period piece about the the conflict between the Israelis and Palestinians, and this is this one is based in a prison. But unlike Land of
2: Mine or the other um, war adjacent films, this was terrible. I I, I have to. Unfortunately, agree. I mean, and I, I was very disappointed because I really wanted to like this film. I mean, I support the Palestinian cause, and you want to like a film that's about um, Palestinian women, especially from the point of view of the yes. protagonist, There's a woman who's been unjustly uh, imprisoned and and all the abuse and and just the hell that they're. Don't put, you just what, said the whole uh, film? Don't ruin it. What, you I'm just sorry, said the but but <laughs> I have to say that that at one point, you know, now don't talk during the movie. But at one point, while it did turn to me. We saw it together, and he said, it's a TV movie, and I thought that's just perfect. It's a TV movie, and it's a bad TV movie. Skip okay. it. So, um, let's, let's end on a more positive uh, note. Um, g- give us
1: your, because uh, we haven't been with us for the, for the, for the full week here, and so the, the audience hasn't heard you. So, give us a quick run through of your top three. So, um, I know you've, you've mentioned Mustang oh. already, and that was kind of one of your good ones, and I know you like Land of Mine. Um,
2: you had told me earlier that Arabian Nights was. Uh, I have to say, Arabian Nights, which was a three-part trilogy, um, that by the Portuguese director Miguel Gomez, is an absolute delight and a standout. It's a six and a half hour long movie, uh, all told, with all three parts, and uh, which it, any film that long is going to have some faults and some uh, it'd be a bit unwieldy, and certainly some bits went on, perhaps a bit too long. Um, mainly the third one, I think, dragged a bit. But it was, uh, I, I, I would hesitate even to say that kind of caveat. It was just brilliant. It's, it's a genius film. How were the audiences? I mean, were, did they all continue with
1: you to the following? They, they there were they surprisingly
2: fall? a good showing, especially for the first two. The, the last one uh, started a bit late. And and there were less people for that, but but I was I was um, pleasantly surprised. There were quite a few people through it, and it's it's just fantastic filmmaking, just just a delight. Hind, you saw this in in London, if I'm not mistaken. Did, did the audiences there
1: stick to?
0: I mean, I was at the press screening, so it wasn't. Oh. It was in one of the smaller halls, and I think uh, quite a few of us decided that was you know Sunday was a uh, Miguel Gomez day, and yeah, a lot of us stuck through, and yeah, there were some moments that were fun and delightful. Other moments I found quite infuriating and. Te- And I, like, did this need to be three parts? I mean, especially the third one, you mentioned, like, that song, Mm. the bird... Singing competition. I just went on like for all the second half of the film. Like, and it was just like, I've had enough of that.
2: <laughs> I, I did yeah. get the feeling during that part that that Gomez may have had plans. I don't know. I'd like to read about this to actually do a documentary on these uh, Finch trainers training songs because uh, it, it does last quite a long time. But it's a fascinating piece in itself, and I don't think it detracts. The, I mean, the whole work is just uh, from beginning to end. It's varied. It's inventive. It's daring brilliant, engaging, yeah, yeah. wonderful filmmaker.
0: And it's got, oh, there's fact, there's fiction, there's documentary style, there's, you know, fairy tales and there's the music, like there's kind of, you know, connecting all three. With and a wonderful and sense
2: of humor Yeah, and,
0: and uh, so it is, it is quite rich. Like the first one I left thinking, wow, there's so much being said there and so much for me to kind of think and, and absorb. But I mean, it was... Uh, yeah, I think you commit mm. to it, and uh, I mean, I would recommend it. It was on my uh, recommended list, uh, but yeah, like it, it just left okay. me with a mix of emotions. And uh, but yeah, it, it is one I would recommend. Yeah. To see. To, Anything to, else? Well, you
2: just one I add to me, it was it was an absolute highlight, and I commend uh, the uh, Dubai International Film Festival for actually putting on exactly, something yeah. like that for um, um, to show it all in one day. That yeah. that's great. So that's the only and, way and to see it, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'd have to say, well, I ended on a very high note. And I, I just, it was the second time I saw it here at a uh, film festival, which is Hao Shao Shen's The Assassin, which he won the Palme d'Or for Best Director at Cannes. If anyone can win that these days. I, uh, <laughs> I guess. So he's one of my favorite film directors, uh, my favorite living film directors. And I'd been dying to see this um, for, for quite some time. And so you appreciate it and, not, you, and you were happy? Oh, absolutely. I was very happy see it. It's a wonderful film. And uh, it, it was it was just delightful. So, yeah. And... And then the last, uh, Cemetery of Splendor, which won the Palme d'Or for uh, Best Film, uh, was also a highlight of the film festival. That was also very... Um,
1: was yeah, we had spoken about that. Could we yeah. watch that
2: early on? Because I've also seen it I, in I in would London, give that also that that, that, that that that's a highlight. And, and I have to say, I've been very, very pleased... It would be nice to be able to see more films during the day. Maybe if they had like another showing earlier, rather than yeah, we had those a few years ago at at three o'clock or Mm -hmm. two o'clock. I mean, I would I would come at at an eleven o'clock showing. That would be great. There
0: there were definitely less screenings this year.
2: But I have to say, I've been very very happy uh, with the offerings throughout, and um, I will definitely come again. And I would just you know with the. Very, very delighted with the whole experience, with the exception of those uh, people who would uh, not turn off their cell phones during yeah, the Yeah,
0: I mean, we're, we're going to have a wrap-up episode about the <laughs> festival, and I think we'll be airing our frustrations, our, you know highlights hits misses and uh, we'll, we'll
1: and you how see? much we loved youth more than anything else especially more than assassins no or, or
0: how much we love assassin <laughs> more than you
1: <laughs> and on that we want to thank you barry for coming with us yeah, so well, thank, thank you uh, on you. On, uh, on our podcast and uh, this is hind and i giving you our last uh, diary we'll, be, we'll come back with one more hopefully as a wrap-up